What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Videographer's Journey podcast. My name is Aviv Benor, and I'm going to be your host. No, I'm kidding. This is my first recording, my first episode ever. To be honest, I have no idea if it's going to work, if I'm going to be consistent on this. Um, I might just quit after three episodes or not. I mean, stay tuned. I don't know. I have no idea. I'll, I'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll have 1,000 episodes. Who knows? Anyway, let's get started. So, as I said, my name is Avi Benor and I'm a videographer. I own a video production company and the whole idea of this podcast is to share with you uh, my journey, my fails, my success stories, my struggles and my crazy ideas, whatnot, bring some interesting people on and, you know, share my stories with the world. So, talking about stories, let me tell you a bit about mine. So, everything started around 2014 when I just came back from a long trip in Central America, almost a year. Almost, I, I traveled there almost a year. Uh, I was doing, uh, I was uh, doing a surfing trip. By the way, I don't know if you noticed by now, English is not my native language, so sorry for that. Um, so anyway, I went back uh, to my hometown, my home country, uh, which is Israel, by the way, and I needed to start a life. You know, I I was just, you know, finished this big trip, and now I have to plan ahead. Okay, what am I going to do in life? And I had no idea. I had some ideas. I mean, I thought about doing something with design because I had an eye for some stuff in design so I tried to apply to some schools I didn't I didn't manage to I mean uh, they rejected me and so I didn't really have anything like oh this is what I wanted to do in life you know as as we grow I mean the way I was taught when I was a kid was everybody you know my parents always asked me what do you want to do when you grow up and I hate this question so much and I think it's such a fucked up question and I'll tell you why. Because it puts you on a path that you, in your mind, you think, okay, there must be one thing I need to do. Only one thing. And what is that thing? And in reality, you don't know what you want to do, you know, until a very late stage in your life. And even then, maybe not. And you can do multiple multiple stuff in your life like you can do uh, uh, you can be uh, I don't know a designer for 10 years a videographer for five years an accountant for another 10 years whatever but our parents and their generation implemented in our brain the idea of one you know one career path and that got me under a lot of pressure so that's how I thought I should think you know Okay, so what am I what am I going to do? I had a lot of crazy ideas, but I didn't really knew what I wanted to do. Then a funny thing happened. Um, at the age of 16, I met this guy on the street. He was an uh, actor's agent. And he wanted me to be in his uh, agency, acting agency, doing commercials and whatever. And so from the age of... From the age of 16 to up until 2014, when I was around 24, 
uh, I was in that uh, acting agency and I was doing some small commercials, you know, acting as a, you know, uh, as, as, you know, as a small actor, not, not, I didn't have any lines or anything like that. It was just a simple extra on set. And so it was nice money. So I did it. It wasn't a career of mine or anything. So yeah. And when I came back from the trip, um, I remember having a conversation with my agent. His name was Chaim. And he told me, listen, Aviv, do you want to keep doing like small commercials? Or do you want to take this and do something like big? And I thought to myself, I mean, I don't really want to be an actor, but I have nothing planned now. So I'll just like, I told him, okay, what do you got? Like, you got me interested. What do you got? And he told me, listen, I want you to go and take this acting class for three months and it will put you in a way better position to get roles in uh, movies and series and such. And it really was the last thing I wanted. I mean, but I said, okay, whatever, because I have nothing going on. And so I took the course. And funny thing happened. This course opened me to the um, to the whole like acting in front of a camera and, and behaving in front of a camera. Because what we were doing there, we were we were coming we were coming every like uh, Tuesday to the class once a week, and we were doing uh, uh, a part in front of a camera. And I remember at the beginning, I was very, very shy. And when time goes by, you become more and more confident in front of the camera. And so that started developed. And I remember um, at the last day of the course, uh, we had this um, we had this guy who was a, a famous director in the industry here in Israel. His name was Malko. And he made us do a, um, a how do you call it, a dialogue. You, you, should, you, you needed to take a friend with you with, from the class and you needed to do a dialogue. And he, he would test us for this. And was like the, the last, the final test of the course, something like that. And none of us really ta- took the, uh, the course real seriously. Um, so we didn't really make anything back home. So, me and my friend, um, we were very nervous because we're like, okay, holy shit, it's like the last day, we have like 10 minutes to get into class, we have nothing, we didn't really did anything, what are we going to do? Holy shit, this is so stressful. And then I told her, wait. She said, what? I said, listen, what just happened here, this small you know, moment between us where you, you just freaked out, me telling you, me telling you, don't worry, it's all good, and da 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 da. It was super authentic. I told her, let's do that, and she was like, holy shit, this is great. And we went into class. Everybody did their part, and you know, we like everybody's like the worst actor you can think of, including me. But when me and my friend came in, came on stage. And we did our part. It was so authentic because we just experienced it like ten minutes ago. So it was so authentic. 
and the director loved it. Really, he, he, he really loved it. So what happened is, and why am I telling you all of this? At the end of, this, of that day, the director came on, uh, came to me and told me, listen, I want you to audition next week for a series A. I, uh, I'm going to direct. And I was like, holy shit, are you serious? And he said, yes, I want you to come. And so I went to the audition and um, I got the part and I was off the roof. I mean, I couldn't believe, I mean, I, I was nobody two seconds ago and I did this thing, I totally improvised and now I am a part of this, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a star, I'm going to be, you know, all these thoughts uh, started running through my mind. I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be famous. Uh, I'm going to be in this. Uh, it, it, it was um, going to be a children's TV show. So anyway, I was pumped like hell, and so that's how I got into acting. And from not knowing what I want to do in life into design, failing in design, and then went into acting. And I never really wanted to act. I mean, I, I really, I had a lot of fun. It was like around two years of filming, uh, two seasons, and I really had tons of fun, but I realized in the process, that's not something I want to do in life. Uh, I didn't have any passion for acting. I mean, I loved it, but I didn't have any passion. It's nothing, you know, it, did, it didn't really made me, uh, kept me awake at night, because I, I always find out that the things that, you have the most passion for are the things that make you, that keep you awake at night. And you think about them and you, and you write about them and you like, yeah, you get the point. So I thought to myself, it was, uh, it was about the end of the second, uh, the shooting of the second season. And I was like, okay, it's going to end soon. And then I'm going to have nothing. What am I going to do? I don't know. And I started to feel lost, like seriously, what the hell am I going to do? And you got to understand, like from the moment I finished school, all my surroundings always told me uh, they're, they're seeing great things coming out of me and they believe in me and da, 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 da. Like, you know, everybody's telling the opposite story. My story is that everybody believed in me. I was the only one who didn't. And, but in my mind, I always need to, I always needed to, um, like match their expectations and be great and do some great stuff with my life. And now that this, the, the series has ended and I need to decide what I want to do in my life because, you know, the series has ended and I have, I'm not going back to acting. I don't want to do it because it's the same cycle over and over again. You do a series, you're, you're finishing it and then what? It's not like in Hollywood, man. Here in Israel, it's a very small industry, not a lot of money, believe me. So I was, on top of all, all of that, I didn't really have money. So I felt lost. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a direction in life. And, and you got to remember, I was around 24 years old, 24, 25 years old, I think. And you know, all my friends started college. They have, uh, they have something going on in their life and, you know, they have a family, I mean, you know, spouse, they have a girlfriend or they have a wife or they have a husband, whatever. 
and I'm not in a relationship. I don't have a profession. I don't even have an idea of what I want to do in life. And I felt like I was starting from scratch. I was like, what the hell? What am I going to do? And that, and, and on top of all that, I was still living in, in my parents' house. So I didn't really know. I, really, I didn't really knew what I was going to do. And, you know, I, I was afraid of being a loser. I was afraid of being nobody. And I, I remember being on one day on this, uh, on this film set where they took me as a, uh, for a small part. It was a small promotional video they, they, make as, they made as, a, as an advertising. And I remember they brought a drone crew. Back then, it was really new, the whole drone scene. You didn't have, uh, you know, like Mavic and DJI Phantom and all of these. So I remember two guys came on set and they filmed a horse race, which was amazing. They filmed it uh, with a drone. And I remember it was amazing. And I thought to myself, like, I wonder how much these guys charge for a day. And I don't know how I had the nerves, but I just, I approached the producer and I asked him, hey, man, um, can I ask a question? I said, yes. How much do they charge, the, the, the drone crew? And he was like, 9,000. I said, 9,000 what? What do you mean? 9,000. 9,000 per day? And he said, Yes. I was like, holy shit, are you serious? He said, yes. And then like thousand light bulbs, like ding, and I thought to myself, holy shit, I can be making money out of filming with a drone. Like, uh, I didn't told you this, but I started, uh, when I was a kid, I flew some RC planes and I always had some passion for uh, taking pictures and, and some videos, but I never really did anything with that. And so I said, holy shit, it might be just what I was looking for. Because when I came back from traveling, I got this, you know, this thing that I, I got really crazy about. I, I said to myself, I want to be able to travel the world while doing something I love. And that seemed at the time something so far away, like... Wake up from your dream, man. You have to work in a nine-to-five job and to, you know, do what everybody else do, does. So I didn't really think of that too much. And then when this hit, with this idea of, you know, making a drone company, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to do this. And so I asked my dad to buy my first drone. I didn't have any money. And he did. It was a Phantom Phantom Pro 3, I think. Phantom 3, DJI. Never mind. Um, and then I decided to get my license, which took me about a year, by the way. And I opened the business. And I, okay, opened the business. Now let's get clients. The problem was I had no business idea. I had no business experience. I had no money for a website, no money for advertising. And I didn't know where to start. Like, I didn't know if I need to, um, like, the first thing that came into my mind, like, okay, I need to get clients. Now I have a drone. Yay! What do I do? I, I didn't know. 
I didn't know where to start. Nobody told me. I didn't have friends who had businesses to ask. So I really have no freaking idea what to do. So what, ad, what happened is uh, I ended up learning it all on my own. And then I built my own website and I used something I called Zero to Hero Tactic, which I will talk in later episodes to get my first big client. And after about, I don't know, like um, two years, I got this drone, um, drone business off the ground to a level which I'm, I'll, you know, it's a sufficient uh, source of income that I can live off. But still, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough because I wasn't making enough money and I wasn't really passionate about just flying drones. And so what happened is when I started making videos for clients, um, you know, like, filming with a drone, I, I only filmed and then sent them the raw materials. I never edited anything or, you know, did something like that. And then clients started asking me for editing, you know, to make them uh, videos out of these, you know, out of the shootings. And I, I didn't really knew how to edit or anything. So I just started learning all, you know, through YouTube and stuff like that. And then I discovered, like, it was, it was a aha moment, you know, where I'm like, holy shit, I, I love editing. I discovered I was, like, fairly good at it, and I, like, fell in love with the whole process of making videos. You know, from ideation to the actual video, to see something in your mind, and to bring it to life, I fell in love with the idea. And on top of that, I'm getting paid get out. I mean, it's amazing, right? So I started making videos and slowly but surely, I transformed my business from drone filming to a video production company. This whole process, I'll keep it short, but this whole process took me about three years, which is where I am right now. So like in total, between six to seven years from the moment of inception of the idea of, holy shit, I can make money off of that till now. And I can tell you now that after doing videos for so long, I understood, like, I discovered, you know, my passion. I understood, I understand, this is my passion. This is what I want to do in life. And, you know, the whole thing I started with feeling lost is... Finally, I figured it out, and I, I and I no longer feel lost. But I gotta tell you something. Um, in the process of getting to this place of owning a video video production company, the things that people don't talk about is the business side. Like everybody, when you go on YouTube and you go to, you know, and you talk to, uh, uh, maybe when you talk to people in the business, I don't know, nobody talks about the business itself. Like a lot of people talk about, you know, how to color grade, edit your videos, um, how to make cool B-roll transitions and all this kind of stuff. And while they are very important, they are not the most important. 
and I figured it out uh, while I was, you know, doing what I was doing, and I didn't really realize what I was doing because I didn't have any clue how to price my my work or how to negotiate with clients, um, how to raise my prices, and I got to a place where my my work was fluctuating. I didn't have regular bases base of clients. You know, I, I could have had like three good months and then one month I was flat and then again. And that got me crazy. And so I remember one day um, I picked up the phone to my clients, to like three of my uh, biggest clients that year. Um, and I And I called them to try and figure out was my was my uh, video working for them? How my videos performed for them? And it turned out my videos were working amazing for them. I'll give you an example. So it was three projects. The, the first one was a video for a real estate course. Uh, a real estate course. The second one was for a real estate project. And the third one was for a Kickstarter campaign uh, for donation for a cancer patient. And so the first one with the course, uh, with the uh, real estate course was a, uh, okay, so they invested, the, the, the video cost them around six, uh, 6,500 shekels which by the way, uh, four shekels roughly equals one dollar. So just so you get that straight. So the video I did for them cost around 6,500 shekels. And overall, the return on investment they made over the course of a year was around uh, 2 million, 2.9 million or yeah, something like that. And I was blown away from that. Now, of course, you know, it's not, I can't take credit for that, of course, because they had, you know, marketing staff and everything. But just the thought that they used this ad that I made and that ad generated them, you know, let's say 10% of that 2.9 million. So I can round up to 3,000 shekels and say, I... I can account for 3,000 of your profit. And they were off the hook, of course. And so when I realized how much value my video brings them, I, I started to see like, see my, my value that I bring in a different way. I'll give you another example. So the, uh, the cancer patient that I, I made a video for that, for, for her, uh, she was ma- making a uh, fundraising on a site like Kickstarter just for donations. And she was at a state four cancer, which is a very, very hard. It's like the last stage before you die. I don't know if you know that. Um, and so we had to act fast and to come up with a, with a creative video that will pull people in to donate. And so I made a storytelling video, which is like, you see, you know, it's like a testimonial video with a story and a nice B-roll and everything. 
and it took about one month and I didn't charge her for that but just for the sake of you know uh, the value of the video the value of the video was around 25,000 shekels if I were to do it today I was doing it uh, never mind so after uh, two months that video with the campaign they did got 480,000 shekels in return. That is crazy. So let's say, you know, they invested 25,000 and got 480,000 back. Now, again, I cannot account for the whole amount, you know, because I'm, I only did the video, but the video is a pretty big part of it. But I'm being humble and saying only 10%. So from a 25,000 investment, they made 50,000 back, which is still an amazing thing. And I have some more and more example like, examples like that. Now, what this thing got me thinking is, holy shit, my videos are not just videos. Seriously, think about it. I, I make, like, my videos are like... Uh, a selling machine for, for, for my clients, you know? When I'm focusing on performance, rather than just making the videos look good, I can actually make a good performing video in terms of return on investment, ROI. And then, then that's where, that's the point where I started to push very hard on um, performance-oriented videos and not just any videos. And from that moment on, I started shifting my business. And I'm not going to go too deep into this, but that's where I'm, I started to make like a steady stream of income. And I started to raise my prices. And I, it got way easier for me to negotiate. Because uh, just think of this for a second. Uh, my plan was to position myself not as, you know, not as a video guy, but the video guy you go to that can make 10x your business. Then I want to see, I, I want to meet the client who will tell me that my price is too high. When I can, I'm, of course, I'm not promising anything, but I show him past results, and based off of that, we start the the negotiate, the the negotiation. Sorry. And so it it just put me in a different position, and that's the point where I realized, holy shit. This is the path I need to go through. This is what I need to, uh, this is how I need to act. And from that moment on, my video production company started seeing huge, huge results and huge shift in the, in the model. Which, why, by the way, now I'm shifting more into the revenue share model because I, I see it more as a profitable way of making money. And this way also I can make clients work with me on a uh, retainer based rather than just a project and goodbye so guys uh, that's my story and of course I mean again this is the first podcast the first episode it's pretty awful how I told the story I believe if I'll continue on doing this then episode 100 will sound way better my goal with this podcast is just to stay authentic and to share with you my journey. So, 
probably the only one who would listen to this episode are you, random guy, and my mom, which makes it two viewers, which is amazing for me. Hey, mom, I love you. Anyway, <laughs> if you like it or not, keep a comment below. I don't know. It's not YouTube. Like it. I, I don't know. I don't know what. Never mind. You got the idea. Love you. See you in the next one. Yalla bye.